0: hey everybody this is adam welcome to a very special bonus episode of unpopular opinion we're talking today about the heinous murder of george floyd at the hands of the minneapolis police department this is a tough episode i'll tell you right out of the gate i don't know that we accomplished that much. We definitely don't end the podcast having fixed police violence against black people in this country. I doubt you were expecting us to, though. To be honest, I struggled with whether I wanted to do this episode, and even after we did it, I was uh, struggling with whether I wanted to put it out. Not because I don't care about the issue at hand. I care about it very deeply. I have very personal reasons, family reasons, for caring about this issue very deeply, but here's the thing. None of that should matter. As a human person with human emotions, you should care about this issue. The reason I struggled with whether to put this episode out is because, as a white person, it's hard to know if or when your voice is needed in a situation like this. Obviously, everyone needs to be speaking out against this in whatever way you can i haven't been very vocal on twitter but i'm not vocal on twitter about a lot of things because i don't necessarily trust twitter especially now but that is a matter for another episode and another time as for right now the issue of police violence against black people and police violence is the wrong way to put it police are killing black people indiscriminately and have been for so 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 many years it's not the past four years it's not since rodney king it goes so much further back than that and it is heartbreaking that this is still such an issue in this country so like a lot of people in the united states right now it's it's kind of a confusing time because what do you do to help and what do we do to fix this and i don't think i have any answers i know i don't have any answers but it's still important to talk about and bring attention to and you know this is my platform comedy podcasts are all i got is this an appropriate platform to talk about this usually no like i said comedy podcast it's gonna devolve into jokes from time to time and this isn't a joke it's not a fucking joke at all but this is the platform i have so i'm gonna use it i guess to to summarize it's not something i'm willing to be silent about and no one else should either i hope you do take something away from this episode if you go to unpops.com After, there's lots of links to various ways you can show your support for Black Lives Matter and for the people protesting in the streets right now. There's tips for how to stay safe at a protest. I don't know. the shit is crazy. Our guests on this episode, you'll note we don't have a zippy music intro to go with this episode, and that's not out of solidarity with the fucking music industry. That's a whole other issue, too. It just didn't feel appropriate to uh, have a swingin' tune open this podcast. But I will tell you our guests are comedian Atif Myers, music producer Sliceberg Slim, and a special drop-in interview with an Unpops listener named Ben Falding, who was on the ground at one of the protests in New York City. So... Here goes all that, and I don't know, saying I hope you enjoy it sounds really weird, but here goes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Unpopular Opinion, the second goddamn episode this week. So busy. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm your host. Joining me as co-host today, my favorite co-host of all, nobody, just the solace of being locked down during a quarantine and now a curfew also. But I do have guests. Case in point, it's if Myers is here returning guest to Tiff Myers. What's up, everybody? How's it going, man? Fucking it's weird, but it is what it is, I think. Oh, yeah, is It's it? fair to say. Yeah, it does. It does seem a little weird right now in the country. Also joining us, first time guest, friend of mine, friend of the show, music producer who does a bunch of the intros for these podcasts on this network, Sliceberg Slim. How's it going? Hey. What's up? What's going on? Thank you both for agreeing to do the show on such short notice.
1: No problem. Thank you. It's all good, man.
0: I had a whole other episode recorded and edited and ready to post, and it's still uh, going up this week. It's an episode about news stories you might have missed because of coronavirus and we didn't talk at all about what's happening in the country right now, because all of the protests surrounding the murder of George Floyd kind of happened, started the, the day we recorded that episode. And it just felt weird to not have anything out talking about what's happening in the country right now uh especially once most of the country went into curfew i think that's i don't know if that's most of the country but a good portion of the country so yeah we're talking about the murder of george floyd and the subsequent protests and uh what it all could mean for the country going forward I trust everyone's seen the George Floyd video. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, it's it's a murder. It's a it's a murder on film. You can't put your knee on someone's neck for eight minutes and expect that person to survive. And I don't know how you justify doing that in any like you can detain a person without suffocating them. Like I mean, if uh, unless you're a cop, clearly
2: it's also like. He was held down by, like, multiple cops and already handcuffed, and dude still had his knee on the neck. And I don't know if you've ever done, like, any sort of MMA training, but no one ever gets choked out for eight minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually, like, seconds will get, like, will knock someone out. But eight minutes is fucking crazy.
1: So it's beyond excessive.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, like, it's egregious. And believe what, he, he was, for two and a half of those minutes, he was already, like, knocked out. And dude still had his knee on the neck.
0: Yeah, he spent a few minutes saying "I can't breathe," and then a few more minutes not breathing while that knee was still on his fucking neck. And then you see the other shot of the video, and there's three other fucking people holding him down.
1: Yeah, that's that's torture. It,
0: it really is. And when people were gathered around to express their concern, the police said, "Don't do drugs." And it was like, is there like wow, like that? Like I would have rather they just tased the guy. Like, if it's that fucking serious, like, there's other means of putting a person down when they're resisting, which it doesn't even seem like he was.
2: He, he really wasn't. Like, there's other, yeah. like, camera angles where they first arrested him, and he was just, like, complying and walking with him. Then there's another angle where they show him, like, in the back of the uh, squad SUV, and they have both doors open. And, like, cops on either side are just punching him while he's laying across the backseat. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's so fucked up.
0: Yeah, and the charge that has been filed in this case, third-degree murder, that's not enough. And it's it's third-degree murder for one person who was there. Like, there there were clearly four people involved in what happened. Like, you have to charge them all at once. And for the betterment of the country, you might want to get that fucking trial underway pretty quick. Maybe even put it on television. I don't know, but something faster needs to happen than what's happening right now. Court TV. Ugh. Court TV. <laughs> such, an, such a double-edged sword. <laughs> we could pr- probably use it in this case, I guess, but then shut that down too. Burn down Court TV next. <laughs> it's just
2: it's fucked up. It's not surprising. Like cops are fucked up. Oh no, I've had I've had cops do crazy shit to me like it's not surprising but i just hope that the other three officers get like arrested or some shit man
0: something has to happen yeah there needs to be a purge like the police need a purge there needs to be a gutting of police departments all around the country there's got to be a way to fucking identify these fucking racists who are also cops and get them out of their job and we're really bad at that right now like this cop that murdered george floyd he had dozens of complaints filed against him for being an yeah. aggressive abusive dickhead cop and he still has his job like that's nuts
1: Then needs to be some kind of shit like a maybe a safe word like there's it's like they won't respond to anything you can beg for your life you can sell your soul to them they're not once they decide they're going to kill you there's that's pretty much it like you just have to accept it unfortunately What if
0: that's the what if the answer is that simple just a nationwide safe word that black people can use when they're being beat up by cops so the cops we, are like oh shit really okay my my bad i'll stop
2: some we, give us something we've tried, like everything else you know like we tried we tried help i can't breathe that wasn't enough you know i don't know what more we could say if we were like yo pineapple it's like oh, i said pineapple like i don't know what we
0: could do Yeah I can't breathe. Seems like a pretty, pretty clear and concise safe phrase.
2: You would think. You also got like three other people holding me down. I'm not getting away. Not even for a violent crime. Like apparently, like either a counterfeit bill or like a bad check. Was that even confirmed? Did that really? He really
1: did that, or that's just that's just, hearsay. I mean, just The
2: reason why the cops were called. Yeah,
0: it was that okay. was the suspicion.
1: Usually they tell you to leave the store. Usually they don't call the cops for that. For the most part, they tell you to get out.
0: Yeah, he he had to have been like like still in the store or something. I don't know how that part happened. Like how? Like I get that you. I guess they suspected he passed a counterfeit bill, but like how the how did the police get there that fast? I've been to Minneapolis. There aren't that many cops.
1: Yeah, it's like it escalated pretty quick yeah. to go from counterfeit bill to cops being called. Like, I don't, it's kind of suspicious.
0: Yeah, and it. It's really frustrating. There's every time there's a case like this, that part ends up being debated. Like people will be like, oh, but, uh, you know, he was passing a counterfeit bill. And then at one point in the past, he got arrested. It's like, motherfucker, death is not the penalty for right. passing a counterfeit bill. That's not how that works. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> and one of the craziest things to me about the story is these two knew each other for years. Yeah. They worked at the same nightclub in minneapolis as they both did security both employed protecting people and somehow it all ends in this that i can't fucking wrap my head around that part like which almost sounds kind of shitty to say because even if he didn't know the guy this shouldn't have had this was excessive but just the fact that he knew him like that has to increase the charges a little or something like that makes it feel worse like there might have been some sort of instigating incident in the past and now he was just like oh here's my chance gonna put my knee on this guy's neck for eight minutes see how he likes
1: that that opens up a whole nother can yeah maybe a past discretion, maybe he yeah, like you said, waiting for opportunity now. I mean eight minutes that's kinda of personal.
2: My cousin, he's a cop uh back east of, back in DC and like he he told me, he's like that's not protocol. You're not supposed to learn that stuff. Because I remember I was even talking with him. I was like are you guys trained in like a Brazilian like a, a martial art to like detain people? And he's like, nah not really. But like we have certain moves that we can do that are like legal that are allowed for us to do. But like a knee on the throat isn't one of them especially for that long and again especially when he's already on the ground detained like they won at that point if they're just gonna arrest him like they've already got him detained it should have been good to go there's no reason for these extra for the extra violence man It really wasn't so yeah of course it, it feels personal now that we know that they work together
0: it almost uh, I, I will forever have a conspiracy theorist heart inside me and it almost feels like this is what he wanted like there are there are elements out there in the world who get behind a cause and will follow that cause to their fucking grave or to their destruction at least and if this motherfucker was some sort of white supremacist who has his heart set on a race war jumping off in this country that might have been his moment where he was like here's where it starts i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be the guy and like yeah you'll go to jail but also all of your fucking ideologies get to come to life and actually happen and now motherfuckers are talking about a second civil war and i don't know it's just if it feels like there had to be some other intent on this guy's part i don't know what it was i don't know if we'll ever find out but it feels way bigger than just it's obviously way bigger than just it feels crazy to say but your average video of police killing black people like
1: this one struck a struck a real nerve it seems like
0: we were talking a little bit before the we started recording everyone feels really ready for this like it feels like the police knew exactly how they were going to handle all of this unrest and it feels like a plan is being put in motion more than just unrest
1: what if he's a small cog in a bigger picture here? Like, what if he's just the first? Yeah, it's, I hate. To, I hate. One a race war would be horrible, but to have it start off by a bad cop is just. Eh, That isn't a reason for a race. We can't let them start a race war because of a bad a cop doing this. This isn't a reason for it. This is an us versus cops, not a race war.
2: Yeah, it's an it's an us versus like the system. Like I feel like when you were talking about how when the, you said. Maybe we should find a way to weed out, like, the racist cops. I feel like the system wants the racist cops. I mean, as black people, we've been portrayed as the violent aggressors, so why not have cops that don't even belong to those communities that are racist to police the black community? Because it's never the cops that are from there that do it. It's always, like, an outside force.
0: And you you saw that with the Central Park video that also ran went around this week, where this woman was just like i'm gonna call the police and say an african-american man is threatening my life and she fucking did it and you know the goddamn intent behind that was all right you might die like you really want to keep filming me you might die if the police show up and i think i think there is a big part of white america that even if just subconsciously they do kind of like the inherent protection that comes with knowing police primarily just kill people of color and uh things will go very differently for you as a white person but that's uh that's a really backwards way to think because it would just be cooler if the police weren't shitty to anyone but that's not enough I think there are I don't think I know and again the Central Park woman there are just white people out there who don't think black people deserve to be in the same spaces as them and they get really fucking uncomfortable when it happens I went to a fucking San Diego Padres game a couple years ago and we had good seats we were having a great time and then this fucking frat boy douchebag shows up this white dude in his 30s just being loud and obnoxious and ruining shit for everyone. And then maybe 3 innings in, this black teen shows up with a friend of his. And it's just like cracking jokes and like having a good time, and it shut that white dude down. He got so fucking uncomfortable that there was just a black person having fun in the and you could see it. You could see it on his face that that was the fucking problem that there was a black person he could hear in his vicinity you know at a, a baseball game in good seats where he probably expected that wouldn't happen and i think that's just a that's an inherent thing in a lot of white people they just oh no i'm not racist i have black friends all right but do you go places where black people are and uh, do you get uncomfortable when they show up? If so, you're part of the fucking problem. No matter what you tweet, no matter who your friends are, you're absolutely part of the fucking problem. And back to that white lady in a Park, like what she did
2: was she called a hit on the black guy. Like that's what she did. She just called and she's called assassins essentially to take yeah. him out. She, by the <laughs> way, was like the nicest looking black guy, and like you know what I mean. Like it, it, it's as a comedian, if I was writing a sketch. Or, like, the most ridiculous black people to have cops called on you, people would be like, that's too ridiculous. Like, a, a gay black guy bird watching, come on, that's never gonna happen. But it fucking did. <laughs> it did. And he, it was crazy, it's fucking crazy. And I'm glad she lost everything. I fucking frankly am glad. And she should have charges against her for essentially attempted murder, is what she tried to fucking do. Yeah, I mean, she was
0: abusing the 911 system, if nothing else.
1: It's like they have a, uh, a bat phone for us.
0: Put up the beacon,
1: yeah, it's like, go get them.
0: Put up the world <laughs> star beacon. Just. <laughs> Call
2: in help. But bird watching though, like you know what I'm saying, like it's crazy. It was fucking crazy,
0: yeah. And the like you want to ask why this keeps happening, but it's obvious why it keeps happening. There is in there's systemic racism in u s. law enforcement. It's that yeah. fucking simple. But nevertheless, we have people like uh, Robert O'Brien, who is a national security advisor, who comes out and says shit like, no, it's just a few bad apples. And like, it's been a few bad apples since Rodney King, at least.
1: How many bad apples are there at this point? They'll never admit it. They will never admit that.
0: Yeah, it's mostly bad apples at this (laughs) point. Yeah, it's
1: mostly all of them. Let's get
0: rid of the apples. Yeah, maybe we should just privatize the police or something. I don't know. Every community should just have their own police.
2: I remember, I remember growing up and my dad I was like, I want to say 4 or 5 years old My dad was just like, because we were getting pulled over And then after we got pulled over, he was like, listen When you grow up, whenever you get pulled over as a, as a black man Just put your hands up And comply And just don't give them a reason to fuck you up I had to learn that as a kid Yeah. And it, gotta say, doesn't really work Even when I'm polite I've had cops draw guns on me multiple times And I'm polite as shit And it just doesn't fucking matter As long as
1: they're mad that you're polite they get even more aggressive.
2: It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter, man. And if you're not doing anything to clean out the bad apples, then you're a fucking bad apple, too. Like, I don't understand this whole thing. And why do only cops get the pass that, like, it's only a few of them, but it's not all of them? well like, in the media, they portray black people as, like, it's all of us. When, you know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it's fucked up. Why do they get this pass?
0: Yeah, and it, we're about 15 years removed now from... The point in history where the FBI released a memo and said, hey, white supremacist groups probably will infiltrate law enforcement if they haven't already. And that could become a huge problem at some point in the future. And we were just like,
3: nah,
0: it'll be fine. And now you're seeing cops throwing up that fucking okay hand gesture. There's a picture of a cop, uh, a video of a cop circulating on Twitter now. And yeah, I've think, seen that. Like, I can't, I don't know if it's actually, like, sometimes those videos circulate, and it's like, no, nah, that's actually, r- relax, that's just a protest from 2016. It's like, okay, but there's still a cop throwing up a white power hand sign in that video, no matter who it is, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's an obvious problem that it seems unfixable but it's not like the example i bring up all the time is the post office the post office used to be notorious for mass shootings like we call it going postal for a reason and like that seems like an unfixable problem but they actually you know the postal service police force which is a real thing launched this investigation and what they found was that it was the work culture within the post office where they would get all these former military members who would transition to a post office job and treat it like it was still the military. And it was Mm. literally driving people to shoot up their fucking workplaces. So they put measures in place to change that. And shootings at post offices went way off a fucking cliff. Police departments need some sort of oversight like that and it needs to be separate from the police departments themselves it needs to be a federal oversight where outside people can go in and go all right this motherfucker's a problem and you have to get rid of them but are we going to implement anything like that i don't know like i was watching a press conference with uh who's the governor of new york andrew cuomo cuomo yeah And he was talking about the protests that started after all this. And he was like, tell us what you want you know, tell us, come up with a clearly defined goal and tell us what you want. And it's like, bitch, stop. The police got to stop killing black people. Like, you know what people want.
1: Right. Yeah. They're like anything but that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What else you got? What's number two on the list?
1: You want to reduce
2: speed and traffic uh, ticket citations? We can cut that in half. It's like, no, stop killing black people. We (laughs) want you to park anywhere for free. Uh, what What about the black people? Oh, God, Come on. It's Well, I mean, what? The fucking mayor of LA's response is that they're going to stop testing for COVID-19. Because, by the way, there's still a pandemic happening. That's what's going on. Since a couple cop cars are burned down, probably by cops or by white supremacist groups that are trying to make the protesters look bad. He's like, no, nah, we're not going to test anymore for COVID-19.
0: Yeah, that feels like retribution. Wow
2: it absolutely
0: is. That's one of the things that worries me about not just the protests here, but the protests in Hong Kong also like they're happening at the worst possible time for people to congregate in large groups. But on the other hand, you gotta like you have to, people need to be out protesting this, but also, man, that's a great way to kill off the opposition. If a bunch of people show up to a protest during a pandemic, a lot of people uh, will die. And, uh, that, that's probably just a happy accident. I don't think the government was like, oh, let's get a protest going. But now that there's a protest going, I feel like this administration, at the very least, is like, eh, we can maybe keep that going a few more days, right? I feel like that's also why
2: this murder of George really like, skyrocketed, is because we're in a fucking pandemic. We don't have anything else to do, really. Like Everybody's shut down, and they're at home, and they see this, and they finally start to put the pieces together like oh fuck the cops are systematically killing black people. Like I don't think this would have gotten as much publicity if we were still doing our normal
1: day to day shit. Yeah, everyone's home watching the news, so everyone, everyone's getting exposed to it.
0: Yeah, I did. I took a brief break to watch those astronauts go into orbit, just because I don't know. I I don't care that much about space, but I do like seeing rich people's plans fail. So. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that it wouldn't be a success, <laughs> and that would that would like at least Elon Musk took a hit this week. But now nah, they got there, which <laughs> uh, good for them. What a great time to just get the fuck off this planet and go somewhere else. Yeah, Kobe had the right idea. Uh, it's just
2: it's just so it's just so fucked up, man.
0: Yeah. Sliceberg. How are what are things me and a Tiff are in LA and it's a goddamn war zone. Uh what are things like in Baltimore in terms of protests right now?
1: Uh Saturday night was the worst. Um it was peaceful at first, but then I think someone they said threw something at one of the uh one of the police and it just kinda got violent for a while. Then they tried to attack one of the uh news people on, on live T V while they were filming the news, so that didn't help.
0: Baltimore is su- seems like such a police state.
2: Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's fucked up. It, I know they have like a lot of the blue lights in the, in the hood. Where I don't know if it's still up. There, yeah, they do. I'm from there, and it's just like, yeah. What are the blue lights? Blue lights where they would just have like they would set up like a bunch of poles of blue lights that would constantly just turn on at night to let you know like this is like essentially a police watching area. And that for people that don't live, they're like, yo, you're kind of in the hood right now. Because only in, like, the black areas.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's intense.
1: I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't stop anything. I mean, they, they'll just hustle right out. You know, side of <laughs> I mean, so it is what it, it's it is. just part of the scenery now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it seems like, like, especially if we're talking drugs, it seems like those blue lights would just attract people. Like, if I was driving by on the highway and saw those blue lights, I'm, well, I could use some heroin. I'll stop. <laughs> Why
1: not? right. <laughs> it's a beacon now.
0: Yeah, the 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 violence surrounding these protests is the most interesting part to me and not really interesting, but it's it's a really hotly contested issue right now. It, are these uh acts of violence on the part of protesters or are they outside agitators coming in and I don't know it feels like a little bit of both maybe
1: for the most part here it seems like um, most people protesting a more oh, I guess emotionally upset I don't feel it got to the part of violence yet I feel the agitators come and introduce that element I mean it'll take the one person to say actually at the protest someone said burn this bitch down and then after that they went in and burnt down a bank it's always that one voice that comes out of nowhere that gives the crowd an idea and then they, they kind of just you know mob mentality they go with it
0: the AutoZone video is one of the craziest that like that guy was clearly a cop he was identified as a cop and the question is is that different from an outside agitator i think it kind of is it's I mean, it's still someone with ulterior motives, but that's the police. And I think that isn't getting enough attention. Why is a cop starting the destruction during one of these protests?
2: Because in the mainstream media, it, it makes the protesters look bad. Like, that's all they're going for. And I feel like these extremist groups can now take this these protests as their platform to fucking get their voices out there and again like cops and I guess white supremacists will destroy things to be like look at what these black people are doing they burned down a car it's like it isn't but if you watch these protests for police brutality ones that are the most violent are the fucking cops like cops should be driving their SUVs through people like you know how many reporters got arrested or blinded because of this multiple reporters have been shot in the face with fucking pellet guns and have lost sight like it's fucking nuts but they will never fucking report this because it doesn't go with their agenda
0: yeah i saw uh, someone tweet last night about how they wished that the news coverage of these protests would focus on the fact that they started peacefully and then got corrupted in some way and The person who tweeted that lives in L.A. So I I don't know if she just wasn't actually watching the local news, but that's exactly how they were reporting on it. But they were reporting on it as, okay, it started peacefully. Now, look at these thugs and it, like just focused on a shoe store that was getting looted. And yeah, they mentioned that it started peacefully, but the story didn't end well for the protesters because it just turned into. Can you believe they're burning down the grove? like, fuck the Grove. You see bow and arrow guy?
2: <laughs> yes. He went on Fox News and was like, these two black men beat me up for no reason. So I was yelling, all lives matter out of the window of my car. And then they go to like cell phone footage of the guy, has a fucking bow and arrow, and is just shooting into the crowd of what? people. And then everybody jumps him and starts hitting him with skateboards. Did you not see this video? No,
1: I gotta see this. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, he, he literally jumps out of his car starts shouting all lives matter and points a fucking bow and arrow and just gets mobbed by the crowd
1: a real bow and arrow (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah
0: he was threatening people he deserved to get the shit beat out of him also there's a lot of white people what is bringing a bow and arrow are you robin hood what the fuck yeah Yeah. what is
3: (laughs) it was in utah it was in utah oh okay that makes (laughs) that checks out (laughs)
2: I'd give you some white context for that. Okay. (laughs) On the bright side, it's
0: nice that there were protests in Utah. I wouldn't have seen that coming.
2: Would not, did not see that coming. Touché, yeah. It's all over the world now. It's even like in Denmark, like, they're protesting about this.
1: Wow. So yeah, this one really, the world saw this one was like, that's, that's, okay, that's enough.
0: Yeah. I wonder how much of that is just a lot of the world wanting a reason to get out of the house. they're like, fuck it, we're going outside. Uh,
2: Probably. Yeah. (laughs)
0: yeah there have been protests everywhere uh i don't know how many american cities are under curfew as we record this i am like and i'm not even in la like the the curfew when it first got set for la last night was for 8 p.m and i'm in torrance which is about 30 minutes from la but it's still la county and then by like 10 p.m they were like torrance too You all got to stay inside, which makes sense, because if if there's a curfew in L.A. and you want to keep your protest going, you're just going to move it to a part of L.A. that doesn't have a curfew. But it also feels really extreme for an area where, like, there's a protest today, I think, in Torrance, but there hasn't been any, no, no real unrest but still all under lockdown and i i wonder how long that's going to extend the mayor of chicago has already said they're under curfew just for the foreseeable future and that's like that's martial law shit yeah for foreseeable
1: future wow yeah
0: well one one other thing i want to talk about in terms of outside agitators there's a a video going around right now where there's just these two white girls Dressed in all black with their faces covered, just casually spray painting Black Lives Matter on buildings and shit. And there are black people at that protest who are very clearly asking them not to do that. Yeah. And either those people are actual outside agitators who have been sent there to discredit these protesters, or they're leftist types who are co opting this protest for their own means. And that's not any better. Like you're not doing these protesters protesting this issue any favors by being that white person who shows up and is like, fuck the G7 forum. And it's like, there's a place and time for that. But
1: they're piggybacking, they're piggybacking or hijacking it with that. Yeah, that's kind of like, get your own movement. It's, not,
0: it's just like time and place. <laughs>
2: like even on social media, I saw, I think the most egregious one I saw was this white dude that's was like. All animal lives matter. And he's like, we should be vegans now. And it's like, shut the fuck up, man. This wow. is fucking Not, not now, <laughs> dude. Just not now. Like, it's not about that. Fucking, you have any other day of the year to fucking yell about eating animals. But now when everybody's on social media, like, get the fuck out of here. It's fucking gross. It's just, it's nasty and it's fucking gross. I don't know. The hills people will fucking die on is like, it's fucking disgusting with the hills that people, like, I've seen so many people upset about Target being burned down. It's like eat a dick. Like they're gonna be fine. You got to care about a, a black guy lost his life because of some fucking all dirty cop who probably should have lost his lost his job about 15 years ago. But that doesn't matter because they fucking burned down your favorite fucking Target. Like shut the fuck up.
0: And do you both know about what that Target was?
3: No. No. They
0: put it up in a uh, a poor neighborhood in Minneapolis, and they use it to test out like surveillance techniques to stop shoplifters. So it's Fuck. a really shitty target that they don't care about other than coming up with new ways to track and spy on people inside their stores. So they should have burnt that motherfucker to the ground before all this. Oh shit. Yeah, definitely. Fuck that's target specifically. And even the CEO of target came out and was like, you know what? Fuck that target. It's got, we're insured. We can rebuild it. Like what's happening is, more important than that so if you are still out there upset that a target got burned uh fall in line with the ceo and stop giving a shit
1: that's crazy
0: one thing that does concern me about this is how trump will be able to capitalize on it he just issued an executive order basically uh there's a there's a law That's been in place since 1996 called Section 230, and it basically protects website operators from being prosecuted for the crimes or activities of the people who use their website. And after Twitter flagged one of his tweets as being misinformation, basically, he issued this executive order that wants to basically repeal section 230 and my concern if you recall when trump was elected there were a bunch of protests around the inauguration and they actually arrested a lot of people and tried them for being involved in this protest that led to a bunch of property damage and all of the people that they arrested and tried were eventually acquitted or had their charges dropped but he still tried it and now we're talking about nationwide protests that have led to who knows how much property damage financial damage and a lot of the organizing and support for it is happening on twitter i can just picture trump now that he's issued this executive order going all right well twitter is where all of these protests were organized and like there's been that thread where people are matching donations to the minnesota freedom fund and shit like that and i could just see him being like all right well twitter is how this was mobilized and so we are going to shut down twitter and not only that we might even prosecute jack dorsey over it Because we like we paint Jack Dorsey as the biggest villain in social media. But when those protests happened in 2017 and Trump's team came demanding information about those protesters, Twitter actually sued the government to prevent them from being able to get that information. And that's kind of how that all died. So if he can get that obstacle out of the way, he's definitely going to do it. And this feels like an opportunity he can seize to do that.
1: Would he get rid of the the one thing that he uses as, like, a sounding off board? I mean, would he dare? That's the
0: thing. Like, what would he do?
2: How would he govern? I mean, he'd probably switch over to Facebook. And honestly, I mean, Facebook is funding the Republican National Convention this year. Like, they're huge Republican supporters. And I feel like when the Ferguson protests were happening... A lot of the protesters who have now died were targeted from the Twitter activity. So it's just, it's fucked up how people can use social media for like evil, I guess their own evil acts. And it's super fucked up how they're. he's pissed at Twitter for fat, finally fact checking him when he's been spewing lies for a while. And back to the election, I mean, I feel like his followers are going to vote for him regardless. You know what I mean? Like, we're, the, we're, at, the, we're at the highest on a point we've ever been at. Over 100,000 people have died in like eight weeks. And I don't think his followers really give a fuck. They still don't even believe in coronavirus. Sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. One of my concerns is if this carries on long enough, all those people like centrist types who are pushing for Joe Biden right now, like if this carries on long enough, you're already seeing like older white people getting on Twitter And like talking to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s kids about their dad and how he would have never put up with this. And meanwhile, his kids are like, burn all this shit down. And I can like those centrist types are going to be the ones who if this carries on long enough, they're going to vote for any president who promises to shut it down. And they'll do it under the guise of, well, this isn't what protest is. This is like peaceful, like violence never accomplished anything. It's like we are a country because of a war. Like violence accomplishes a lot. And like if violence doesn't accomplish anything, you don't need to call in the fucking National Guard to put down protests, probably. So I just uh, I don't know. I can I feel like this is going to end in a crackdown on. The far left like Trump has already tweeted that we're going to designate Antifa a terrorist organization, which we haven't labeled the KKK a terrorist organization. The Proud Boys aren't a terrorist organization. No, Uh, Juggalos are a gang. We did get that classification put in place. Finally.
1: (laughs) Much needed.
0: Deal with the Fago threat in this country, please. (laughs) But once that happens, if he labels Antifa a terrorist organization, that's going to have... I mean, for one thing, it's going to get a lot of people I know labeled terrorists. But it's also like there won't be any support for the opposition in this country if that is a thing he manages to spread successfully like there are Democrat voters out there who will be swayed by that shit because some people are just stupid and some people will hear oh they're that's a terrorist organization okay yeah we should probably stamp them out when they're really not even an organization it's it's more an idea but this really feels like it's building up to a crackdown on the left really bummed <laughs> he's me the fuck out It's a scary situation and it's the scariest thing about it is what else do you do? Like you can't like these protests have to happen. This is, this is kind of what the country needs. Like we need these protests and we need them to be happening for a long, long fucking time. But I don't know if I trust America's intestinal fortitude to put up with unrest in the streets over a period of months.
1: Yeah. How, how long did, um, Occupy Wall
2: Street last Three months It was like a, it was like a summer Because then once it started getting cold They fucking Like we're, we're not there anymore So I remember D.C. It was like November yeah. And there was like one tent left
0: Yeah I remember I lived When I lived in New York for a while uh, One of the first things I was going to do Was go down to Occupy Wall Street And I never went And then just like a few days later It was done It's like Oh did we fix Wall Street? Is Wall Street fixed now? Right Right <laughs> No, they just dispersed everybody violently.
2: Yeah, they did. It was like a night, right, where they just sprayed everybody with hoses and
0: like beat them up? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Just went in and, that's a, that sounds and right. cleared motherfuckers out. And yeah, that's like that's what it'll come to this time also. And I, I really do worry that if these protests carry on for an extended amount of time, a lot of people who you wouldn't expect to be on the side of violently putting down protests will eventually get there like we couldn't even motherfuckers were ready to riot over not being able to get their hair colored yeah yeah it shows you like
2: who your friends are and who's not your fucking. you know what I mean like this has been a good weeding out process of all all my friends on social media or friends who have been like we shouldn't violent we shouldn't violently loot and protest like it's like alright fucking you're done like violent seats have we've been quiet for too fucking long
0: the thing where people are like oh you want to fix this vote that's where the fact that all of the cities where this is happening are already democrat controlled is going to be a like you're really painting yourself into a corner telling people to vote when this is happening in places where they've already voted democrat and nothing changed it's almost as if the problem is bigger than that and like this action that's happening now is the only way that a problem like this is going to get fixed because this goes back so fucking deep into history like there are a bunch of really great documentaries about the la riots that happened in the early 90s go watch those those didn't happen just because someone filmed rodney king getting beat by police it's because police had been beating people for like 25 years in South Central Los Angeles and technology just caught up with them and nothing changed. There were riots, the city got burnt to the fucking ground and nothing changed. So, how do you tell people, "Oh yeah, we'll try it peacefully this time." And like this is such a systemic problem that needs a really big and dramatic solution. And the only way that's going to come about is with really big and dramatic protests. So I almost wonder, like when people talk about outside agitators, it's like maybe they're accidentally helping. I don't know. Hey, everybody. Don't worry. I'm not jumping in with a word. From our sponsors or anything like that there's actually a third guest on this episode because none of the guests on the show or myself have been to any of these protests yet i wanted to get some perspective from someone who has so we are about to talk to ben falding who is an unpops listener among other things, obviously, that's not what he does for a living, who attended a protest in New York City, and he's going to tell us all about it. Here goes. Hey, everyone. I'm on the phone with Ben Falding. I wanted to get some perspective from someone who was actually on the ground at one of these protests. I was not. Ben Falding was. Ben is in, you're in New York,
3: right? Yeah, I'm in New York. Uh, yeah.
0: Tell me about the protest you attended. Was it in New York City? Was it in, like, what part of New York were you in?
3: So it was in, it was in Brooklyn. I live on Long Island, but I work in Brooklyn, um, you know, when I can work. And uh, so after a double shift on, this was yesterday, it was Saturday. I headed to Barclays because I had seen that's where a lot of the protests were before. Um, when he got on the ground, there was nobody there. It took a couple, you know, maybe like 15 minutes just to find where the crowd was. It was, you know, around the corner, two, three blocks away. Um, yeah. And it didn't even seem like a protest. It seemed like maybe the protest was sort of ending at that point, which makes sense because it was 1130 at night. Like I said, I had got it off late. And so I'm just kind of like hanging around. And I figured, you know, and I'll just chill around with some of these people, you know, because I'd been disconnected. You know, I'd watched that. Uh, so many of these protests, you know, happening in Minneapolis and uh, Chicago, Los Angeles, I think where the other big ones were, and sort of felt like, you know, restricted, because and I've been dealing with a lot of this stuff for a while, like I basically got guns pointed at me by police um, in uh, 2018. And so I wanted to go, but I couldn't because I was working. So I figured, you know, I would, you know, meet with some of the people, just hang out, you know, maybe just feel a little bit better about not being connected to it. And then it's really hard to say exactly how it started. You know, uh, there was sort of a scream turned around and some dude had been thrown on the ground in the street. You know, there was maybe about 30, 40 of us, you know, hanging around and there was just a barrage (laughs) of police, um, across the street. And then all of a sudden the police mobilized, you know, they had their batons. They cut off one of us from the crowd. Um, I was screaming to leave him alone because there was 12 of them and one of this guy. Jeez. And some basically kind of push me back. Then they sort of regroup and they form the phalanx. You know, like the the thing in in 300
1: that they have <laughs> yeah. with the
3: shield. Um, yeah. So they do that. Um, one time I was actually at a protest where they did that with bicycles. Like they were riding on bicycles and they just like shoved the bikes into the crowd to get people to come back. This time they only had like knights' sticks and shields, um, but they shoved us onto the sidewalk. They said, "Get on the sidewalk. If you're blocking the street," which sounds like just an excuse. They didn't seem to care before. And then there was a noise, something happened, and all of a sudden they were, like, sort of screaming for us to disperse, you know, screaming at us. Um, These two, this one person fell, a couple people fell, and I was trying to pick up this one girl because I was afraid that, you know, if she gets surrounded, she's going to get arrested, she's going to get beat, you know, she's going to get, you know, whatever. So I tried to pick her up. As they pick her up, one of them hit me in the back. And um, I put this picture on Twitter and you can see it just from the angle of it. There's just no way. The only way that this sort of mark could have been made was if it was on my back. So we run. um, I get into it with another uh, riot cop with a um he had a shield, um, and he said you're he's like you're, you're, you're hitting me, you're leaning towards me, and like my feet were planted and so i said um I said that's a charge, not a block um he <laughs> didn't think that was <laughs> he didn't he, he didn't laugh um and nobody else did so I'm like, okay, whatever uh, and then he retreated and we started going back, and there was this young guy um black um, kid, he looked like he was anywhere between eighteen and twenty three and he had a massive gash over his um over his right eye like the eye socket and it was bleeding there was blood everywhere um and emt um came comes to like talk to him and he's like hey let's get you into an ambulance let's get you you know to a hospital we'll get you stitched up and this kid like is disoriented you know i don't know what's going on and he's pet and he starts screaming at the cops and the cops sort of started like coming back at him you know like they're gonna like they're gonna hit him and so i I'm on his left you know pulling back and so I grabbed his arm you know he's to my left and we're pulling him back somebody else is pulling him back you know because we don't want this kid to get beat up we don't want it to get worse and then there's just a flurry of movement it's really hard to understand and that's when um I tasted this chemical taste that like I'm not familiar with and it was like I knew instantly that this was mace and at which point you know um you know basically blind because like it's it's burning I can't see um, a woman, you know, sort of grabbed me and said, I see you, we're going to take you around the corner. We're going to flush your eyes out. Two or three people were trying to help me out. You know, they washed my hands off. They, uh, uh gave me milk, you know, to wash out with the same neutralizes the burn. They gave me water and it was just kind of flushing that, you know, a couple of them were saying, Hey, you know, um, you know, it'll be gone in 30, 40 minutes, which was accurate. You know, it was after 30, 40 minutes, it was like still irritating, but I could see it wasn't like I couldn't blink. Oh, except for the fact that I forgot my, my glasses got smashed. Oh shit, um, and that so, sucks Yeah, yeah, so I couldn't see which I, I wore my glasses because uh, You're really not supposed to wear contacts um, And if I had been You know, if I had been trying to get my contacts Out while, you know, my eyes Are just sort of like being shut, you know By the mace, by the it would have been Much worse um, Eventually I sort of get reoriented have to Walk around the block, I walk, I walk kind of back To where the scene was and it looked like it cleared and then, you know, there was some more back and forth between protesters and cops, at which point they started chasing us. And this time I'm like, I'm not messing around. So I run. And then there was another sort of uh, phalanx of cops, you know, lined up like in our path. Um, I ducked into a 7-Eleven at this point. I just tried to get my bearings to so like, you know, wipe my face down. I'm shirtless at this point, by the way, because like I had to take off my shirt to sort of um, cover my face now because we're still in a pandemic and we need masks. And my mask had been ripped off. Right. Um, I get outside. Um, a friend calls me. Try to meet up with him. I see another person who's also been maced. Um, I had been handed a bottle of milk and a bottle of water. I handed it to him and said, "Hey, here, buddy. Wash your face out. Do what you need to do." And he was like, "Yeah, thanks, whatever." Um, at some point, we heard what sounded like gunshots but you know gun I know what gunshots sound like because I live near a police shooting range and it wasn't bullets so I just assumed that it was rubber bullets they were shooting off something you know yeah. it had this sort of like dull like like a like a like a spitball you know with this straw and at that point like I'm getting out of here so I run away which is in the opposite direction of where I needed to go. I go around the corner. I loop around. I mean, from McDonald's, there's more, you know, sort of mayhem. I run again. Eventually, I was just like, you know, I gotta go. Um, I tried to take the subway. That didn't work because I forgot that the subways are not running after one o'clock. This is about one o'clock at this point, right? Um, and eventually, I I made it home. I made it to I made it to a friend's apartment um, because I was just like I, I couldn't really go home. It's a long story. I'm at that moment and I sort of washed myself off um, the chemicals from the pepper spray uh, were really on my arms face they were in my hair I needed to shower to get it off one of the people recommended um, my arms were burning all through the night maybe for like four o'clock in the morning it started to subside um, but yeah there was it was it was pretty wild um, the cops seemed to both initiated and escalated at certain points you know, if there had been a bunch of people just chilling out, you know, it would have been fine. Uh, what else? Oh, there was also a bunch of cops guarding the Target. I don't know if you've ever. I, I met you. I think I met you in Brooklyn once. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know if you were ever at the at the Barclays Center where they have um the Target. Um, and so they were guarding the Target. It was like the only thing they were guarding was this Target because I guess you know they figured the Target would get looted again.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, that, that's that that's pretty much it. Um, the events of the night.
0: Yeah it it seems like what i'm hearing a lot even with people talking about you know outside agitators and things of the like it seems like the police are the main source of violence
3: 100 um like maybe there's some shouting uh but the yeah but the, i mean they have helmets they have sticks they have shields they have mace it's like they're the only ones who are like we're not gonna tackle a cop you know with Riot gear on, or yelling at him. So, if any violence is definitely started by them, and it's also like escalated like it's whatever's there, it's like they take it up an extra notch. Um, like I said, remember when I was facing off with this uh riot cop with the shield? Like I said, I was I was sort of in a stationary position shouting at him, and he was sort of like pushing the shield into me, right? Um, and saying, Why are you pushing into me? Why are you pushing into me? It was like it's like this gaslighting move, I guess you could say, where he's just clearly doing the aggression and then asking me why I'm the one doing the aggression, you know, I guess to try to get me riled up or whatever. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to believe that this isn't something that they discussed beforehand where it's like, this is what we're going to do. We're trying to get these people riled up excuse for an arrest excuse to like hit them an excuse to whatever, just to sort of keep it down. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It, it feels like the police were really prepared for this. Like everywhere I've, Like I've been watching coverage of different cities and Mm -hmm. it just seems like there's a moment, like even when you're watching on, on live television, there's just a moment where things change and the police just sort of swing into action. And it's this really yeah, kind of really organized effort to shut things down.
3: Right. Right. Like I said before, the, the phalanx from 300 where, they just they line up really quick and then they'll charge really quick it's hard to imagine like they haven't practiced and trained for this you know this is what three days or four days after everything sort of went down so it's like how did they figure all that out so quickly they were ready for this and um like i said i've been to other protests i told you i went to one um in harlem last year i think it was november or october Uh, And, you know, there were, it was, it was really, it was an unsanctioned protest, but the cops knew we were coming. There had to be at least three dozen cops on bikes or something like that. Um, And they would bike along sort of like the road. So we're on the sidewalks and they're sort of in the streets or knocking through the streets. And at one point at this intersection, it seems like they planned it, they all grabbed their bikes and they sort of, again, formed like this phalanx and they really pushed against us really, really quick. Yeah. Um. And we sort of have to back up. You're backing into people. It's a, it's a very frightening sort of thing to do. But also, it's like you understand that that's sort of the point of why they're trying to do it. They're trying to you know they're trying to be scary. They're trying to like overwhelm you with their force. Um. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It's 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 almost like this instant where like there's some sort of signal, and then boom, they go.
0: Yeah. And it's such a counterproductive way to respond to people angry about police violence. Like, in what world is additional and excessive police violence supposed to satisfy people and put an end to these protests? Like, I don't. Right. That it it feels like a provocation more than anything.
3: So I would say it's not it's productive depending on what your goals are. So if your goals are to get people to stop being upset, then you're right. That's counterproductive. I don't think they give a shit. And I don't think they ever have um, these kind of things, you know, you know, when you have the police cars burning and you have cops getting injured, you know, there's this one cop who who broke his leg. You know what happens next is that you get to demand more funding and that's the whole point. So there's a point is to provoke people because you, then you have demonstrated, you know, their need for you.
0: Right. Changing gears just a little bit. Do you think, sure. do you think there's any uh, truth to the idea that there are outside groups coming in and also kind of stoking tensions and maybe uh, causing some of the destruction that's being blamed on protesters?
3: Um, you know, I always think it's a possibility. Uh, however, my philosophy is, you know, this, this has been swimming for a while. And it's something I try not to talk about because I feel like you know everybody has you know so much of an attention span per day. Like you can watch like you know maybe four or six hours of, of MSNBC a day before you're like I can't watch this anymore. And so you know every little you know tidbit or angle, whether you're talking about Trump's reaction, the governors, the martial law, the National Guard, you know the people, are, or the possible the outside agitators. Anytime you have a minute for that, you're taking away from time that you would be discussing other things. And so, mostly, I try to focus on you know the real issues and what caused this. And it's this simmering tension. I think everybody knows that this was a powder keg that was powder, a powder keg sorry that was ready to go at any minute. Um, and the George Floyd murder was really just the spark. And I, w- I would. I want to talk about George Lloyd I want to talk about you know uh, the underlying conditions, including what's going on with the pandemic. Um, in terms of outside agitators, maybe. Yeah, sure. You know, are there people who are just getting their jollies off? Like they just you know have this lust for rage and want to burn something and they want to steal something from Target. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I mostly don't care. Uh, and then and then there's the question about like is Russia doing this? And I really feel like there's just this you know, sort of brain poisoning that's happened over the past four years, where um, many people just blame everything on Russia. You had Susan Rice on, I can't remember where she was, where she was like, you know, this is a Russian tactic. You have Kamala Harris, who's um, made illusions that Black Lives Matter is pushed by, uh, you know, Russian interference, who are trying to bring us down. Um, And my answer is Well one I don't care if we get Brought down because we shouldn't be Because there should be no empire so that's Fine so if Russia has this hegemony like I mean like that's not good you know For the people who are affected you know in Ukraine or whatever But also it's not like we should be In charge anyway Right. Um, If that you know is able to You know push our goals And fine but like I just don't believe That it's such a significant force You know that It is somehow adding character and power to the movement that wasn't already there.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And you're right that discussions like this do really distract from the underlying reason this protest is happening. And that's been one of the most frustrating things about it is once any sort of violence or looting starts, that becomes the entire story. And it's really frustrating because this is a story about i mean it's not a story it's life and someone was murdered and it's not like yeah this was an isolated incident it's not even an isolated incident in minneapolis and it's like it's a systemic thing within u.s law enforcement there is systemic racism in u.s law enforcement and that's what these protests are ultimately about And it it's almost to the point where even if there are outside agitators kind of escalating the protesters actions, I'm like, maybe that's what we need. Like they're like, it's going to take really serious action in this country to fix this problem. And right. I don't know if nonviolence
3: is the way to go. No, I think that it's funny. I was reading a John Brown quote, you know, the famous abolitionist who basically staged a suicide mission and he's his final quote before he was executed was something to the effect of, and you can find this and add it in if you have it. It was, um, the sins of this country are so great that there's no way that they're washed away without blood, something to that effect. Um, and so there's that. The other angle is like, there's so many private interests, you know, that are boosting police, you know, target. Um, one of the reasons why target was, uh, targeted, um, was that they were involved with, like, I don't know if it was police surveillance or something, like, they were, they were helping out the police. Um, but it's not just that, you know, it's a lot of our corporate structure, you know, that in capitalism that has, you know, the means of production and markets to uh, exploit, they benefit from law enforcement, you know, they benefit from the military, they benefit from the sort of stability and the inequality that is enforced by our armed forces and law enforcement. And so, you know, how are, how are they not outside agitators? How is Target, you know, or Amazon who I'm sure, I, Amazon I think worked with ICE, how are they not outside agitators, you know, if they're you know in communities helping ICE um, track down um, undocumented people? So it's, yeah, you know, are there uh, outside agitators? Um, probably, but it, it's got to be a fraction of what you know. The outside agitators in the form of corporations are in so many other things in our lives, in, and also in real estate and how people are pushed out. So those are the outside agitators that I really like to think about. You know, banks who go into neighborhoods and do redlining and blockbusting. You know, the Amazon who does surveillance. I'm sure there are a thousand other uh, examples you can think of. And those are the ones that really we need to be worried about, not, you know, some random kid, you know, who's being paid by uh, Victor from Moscow to (laughs) like, it's like, it's like, it's almost like, it's like, what is the end goal there? And it's, it's, there's this massive contradiction with a lot of liberals, you know, on MS Embassy that think, where it's like, they think that Trump is the single most racist person who has ever existed, but also you know black people need russia's help to be mad at his racism and there's just this massive contradiction where it's like we can decide for ourselves that we're mad you know i've had before this incident incident last night i've had numerous instances you know with police where i was stopped harassed one where a cop was outside my apartment and asked him what was going on and i was going in and he slapped his hand on his you know, sort of sidearm. Another incident where I was just... Incident where I was shopping um, and somebody called the cops and I turned around and there was two uh, Nassau police officers with their guns pointed at me and I just, like, didn't know where they came from. Like, I don't need anybody to tell me to be mad at that at all. Like, I'm good. And every black person I know has had these incidents and they don't need help. It's it's really patronizing a lot of times when they talk about these agent provocateurs. Like, maybe they exist, but we don't need them to be pissed. Right.
0: Like, obviously, Russia does all sorts of crazy things in this country. But if this is a case of Russia trying to exploit a divide that exists in this country, the problem is still that divide it's not russia right like that they're exploiting something that exists and if we could remove that they wouldn't be able to exploit it so even if russia is involved in doing what russia does it doesn't change the underlying problem whatsoever
3: correct It's also a frustrating thing that you have to also, like, doubly justify your own rage to sort of demonstrate that it's not a a product of foreign manipulation. It's it's like an extra level of exhaustion.
0: Do you have advice for it? Because these protests, I imagine, are going to carry on for a while. I hope so. Do you have any tips or suggestions for people attending these protests and how they can keep themselves safe?
3: tactical advice. Well, I don't, I know there's, there's lots of lists of people who do this a lot, you know, where you can go online and you can see sort of um, certain things. What I would say, I mean, the fun thing is that one of the first things I did when I was about to head out was I took out my contact lenses and I put on my glasses, um, which I mentioned before is a huge thing that if you get maced, having contacts will severely complicate the issue. I've heard they can like, it can like get hot and melt to your eye, which sounds terrible and almost like, like it can't be real. Um, I just ordered a pair of goggles because I've seen a couple of people have been hit by these rubber bullets.
0: Right.
3: Um, If you can go with a friend, go with a few friends, uh, find out the number of your, uh, there's the the NLG, which I think stands for the National Legal Guild. I'm not sure exactly. They're they're legal observers. They're usually wearing um, bright green hats. I had a friend who's doing it. Find out their number. Write it on your arm. So that if you get arrested, you have this number that you're supposed to call. Uh, there's lots of things. There's so many more. I'm not the most experienced. That you can look up as to what to do first. Uh, bring water. You know, wear shoes that are sensible that are that that you can you know run in if need be. Wear pants that you can run in if need be. Um, obviously wear masks, especially, you know, because of, uh, COVID-19 bring extra masks because those things can get ripped off. Uh, yeah, those, those are the things there's plenty more. I would urge anybody who's listening to look for them, look for those resources because they're very important. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll find some and link to them on the post on unpops.com for this, uh, episode.
3: Sorry. One, one, one more thing that I, that I would that we sort of recommend, um, is that Um, If you're going to a protest, and this is maybe advice for everybody, but really more for um, white people who wish to support um, Black Lives Matter, is to sort of, and it's going to sound sort of New Age, be mindful, sort of meditate for a minute before you go to a protest. Why are you there? You know, are you there because you want to support Black lives? Are you there because you have some other rage motivation? Are you there because you want to fuck shit up? And you know, I'm not even gonna say any one of those things are wrong, but like you should be mindful of what you're doing and recognize that the people who are there are doing it because they're fighting literally for their lives. You know, I'm fighting literally for my life and your own catharsis shouldn't overtake that. I'm not gonna say that your catharsis should uh, disqualify you from participating, but definitely be mindful.
0: Yeah, there's been a bunch of videos. I mean, not a bunch, but there have been videos I've seen where the the most recent one I saw, it was two white girls uh, dressed in all black, just tagging buildings and black protesters literally begging them not to do that yeah. because that's not going to come down on white people. Like that's mm-hmm. that's not that's why this is all happening, because we know that's not going to come down on white people. And I mean, if I could give advice to my fellow white people yeah just fucking listen like you're going to a protest that it's great that you're there to support it but you're there to support listen to the people who are organizing these protests and fucking do it the way they want it done exactly uh i appreciate you doing this do you want to do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to say in
3: closing about all this It's it's hard to say I'm protesting. I will say that, you know, um, I felt better, you know, about myself and in general, you know, sort of last night, even as I'm walking away and have this massive bruise on my back um, and my eyes are still stinging and I'm just like, just feel so sore. I felt a little better because, you know, I've had a lot of this, you know, anger about this stuff. And, um, and it's not even like I hit anybody. It's just, you know, I was there, I was slowing them down. I was like, you know, doing what I needed to do. It felt better. And I, I it's something that I've been sort of contending with. Is it like, is that a positive thing? Is that a negative thing? Am I doing it for the wrong thing for, for the right reasons? Um, yeah. So it's something that I've been thinking about for the, and I'll think about for the next few days, you know, in terms of just what are my intentions? Why am I there? Um, even though I'm one who's definitely directly affected by a lot of this. Um, yeah. And also just thank you. you know, I've, I've, been a, I've been a fan since I think the Unpops days, and this is really an honor to actually come on and actually be a guest on the podcast. It really has. Well, thank you for doing great.
0: it. I, I really appreciate you agreeing to do it on such short notice and uh, sharing your cool. story with us. And I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you uh, survived that ordeal. And uh, I hope you stay safe in general, not just at protests, just, you know, <laughs> life in general. Everywhere. I'm bad at ending interviews. I'm, I'm <laughs> terrible.
3: <laughs> uh, no worries. All right. Thank you, Adam, so much. You have a good day. Say hi to the whole crew. Um, I will. Right. Thank you
0: for doing it again. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. So, uh, how do we fix this? <laughs> I need solutions before we end this podcast. <laughs> so,
2: I mean, we've got to get like Trump out of office. We got to fucking clean up the police force. And we have to, I, we're not even clean up, but we have to like make it, make them accountable. They're not fucking accountable. I remember I was dating, I was dating a woman who was a cop and her dad was a cop. And she was like, oh, I'm worried my dad might be out of the police force. Cause he's looking at his fourth DUI. And I was like, it took this motherfucker four? like the fuck wow. out of here. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he gets pulled over drunk a lot but like he's always he's always pulled over by his friends and it's like no like fuck that like they need they need to be held to a higher standard than us they get away with everything so i guess just stricter rules on cops and get fucking trump out of office so nothing will probably ever happen that's what i'm saying
0: what if we did like instead of police just getting hired what if there was like a fantasy draft every year where <laughs> each community just got to pick their police and then whoever didn't get picked sorry you gotta go fight fires bub we don't trust you with a gun yeah,
1: get them. Um- Get the best guys from the community, best women from the community. Yeah, and, and see how their see see how their season goes.
0: <laughs> Send them to training <laughs> camp. Put them <laughs> on the streets. Also, if
2: cops police their own communities, don't have like fucking white cops that aren't from the hood policing the hood. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that both sides loses. Yeah,
0: yeah, like the the situation in L.A. Like the reason South Central L.A. is South Central L.A. is like it's not like black people just in mass decided oh let's all move to south central and see how that goes like there were policies put in place to make sure that was the only place black people could live in los angeles and the problem from there became all right well now we have to police the the people in this area let's send in our most racist cops to make sure no black people cross this imaginary boundary line in Los Angeles where we think black people shouldn't go. That all fucking happened in L.A. in, like, the 60s and 70s. And we're still dealing with the ramifications of that shit now. Like, all of that's got to change.
2: It's honestly going to take, like, more protesting and violent action and voting more on a local level. Like, a lot of those liberal cities are more diverse. Like, nobody in fucking Texarkana gives a fuck about us.
1: I kind of wish racists work like um, vampires. If we can kill the head racists, <laughs> it would fix it. That's I don't know.
2: <laughs> also, limiting police funding, maybe? I don't know.
0: Yeah, we do. Like, even in L.A., we just cut a bunch of social programs so we could fund the police more.
2: They're taking, I want to say, about over half of the city budget. Hey, no more
1: police balls. Really? Yeah.
0: Right? Kill
1: that, yeah. No more
0: galas for the police. Yeah, no, fuck them. Maybe no more tanks either. Like, why do you have tanks? Even in Burbank, which like, there's no crime in Burbank, but the fucking no. Burbank PD, there was a like every month they shut down this one street and set up like food trucks and shit. It's like a big community event. And the last time I was there, the police just had their fucking militarized vehicle just there on display. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's a that's a nice community goodwill building effort. Here's our tank that will drive <laughs> through your front door if the right gamer Jeez, swats you. Please. It's like, Jesus Christ, what do you need uh,
1: that for? It's that militarized stuff is already. they got it. They're ready to use it. They're just going to show it off.
0: Yeah. So I, I think we're close to the end of the episode. Atif, do you have any final thoughts on what's happening in the country right now?
2: Uh, the country's fucked. Everything's just so fucked up, and it's astonishing how many people... The hills people would die on is fucking crazy. And if you're on that target hill, please just die. Just fucking die if you want to die on that fucking hill.
0: Yeah, Sliceberg, anything you want to say before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, I fear that it's going to come to some point. It's going to be what we see in the movies all these years, a standoff. It's going to be a line of like a, a 500,000 cops versus... All of us holding hands, also like hands across America, shit, just going in for a fight. I don't know. It's gonna come to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it's feeling really civil War-y right now, and it is. I don't know. We'll see.
2: I like the uh, I like the using white people as human shields tactic. That one's fun. I that one's a lot. I'm gonna stick my girlfriend in the front lines when I go protest. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what white people should be doing right now. Yeah, b- be a fucking human shield. They're not gonna shoot you. If they do,
2: shit's definitely gonna change. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really what needs to happen. The police need to start killing white
1: people. <laughs> or for the first time, so they know where we stand now as a country, they have to make an example out of this situation. Like every like do the right thing for once, just Arrest all the cops who are on that video. Like just, for once, do right by the country. Just arrest them. We can at least say you tried justice or something. They never do it. They always cop out.
0: And then, for the love of God, make sure that jury convicts
1: them. Because yeah. if yeah. this
0: ends in a trial where that motherfucker gets acquitted,
1: See, that's what I'm scared of. Don't go to trial if you're going to acquit him. Just don't even, don't even waste our time with that. If you're not, if you're going to acquit him, don't even do the trial. Yeah. Just. That's what's, that'd be the worst thing ever if they do that. Yeah. That's gonna, that's not gonna be pretty.
0: No, that would be, that would be uncontrollable chaos if that happens.
1: You can't. That's like teasing justice. You can't take that. You can't dangle that and take that away. That that would not be good.
0: <laughs> but it's also a thing we've seen in so many of these cases where there's like clear video evidence.
2: It's the most likely scenario. Like I feel like that cop that murdered Eric Gardner got off, and it was the exact same thing
0: yeah meanwhile the guy who filmed the eric garner death i'm pretty sure is still in jail for filming that yeah absolutely which really jesus yeah i know he definitely went to jail for a while uh so yeah that can't be life if that happens if he's acquitted this country's gonna fucking explode so yeah uh, do the right thing minnesota charge those goddamn cops
1: please (laughs)
0: yeah oh all right i think that's our episode uh Sorry for the lack of comedy, America. Yeah. Sometimes it happens.
2: And I hope this wasn't too unpopular of an opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's our episode. Thank you both for, uh, again, for doing this on such short notice. I appreciate it.
1: All good. No Thank you.
0: And uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Sliceberg, what do you got?
1: Uh, check my website out, um, www.slicberg.com. Eiffel for Zagat. That's E-F-I-L for Z-A-G-G-I-D dot com. Check out my music.
0: Nice. A Tiff. What do you got? Uh, it's a, at a Tiff Myers Twitter and Instagram. There are no shows. Yeah. Because there's no comedy happening. right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't got anything. Patreon.com slash Unpops, I guess. Uh, support the people protesting in whatever way you can. Don't be a fucking racist. Uh, if I can give that advice to anyone in the audience maybe uh do that and uh i don't know i think that's it let's get out of here atif say goodbye peace sliceberg say goodbye see you guys goodbye everybody we love you black lives matter